Welcome to the theater. Take a seat, grab some popcorn, and get ready for another horror movie double bill. This is Friday Night Fratricide. Good evening. Good, uh, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Why See, am I we're crossing again? over. We're crossing you over. You get it? Because our theme this week is crossovers. Oh. It was, it was a bit of banter. It was a bit oh, okay. Back and forward, you know? I, you do, absolutely caught me off guard. That's the point. It's funnier when I catch you off guard. Oh, oh. When you have no idea what I'm trying to do. It's not funnier for me. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but it's hilarious for me. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yup. Welcome, welcome back to... <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> welcome... <laughs> Welcome back. Do you remember Yop? Yop, yeah. The yogurt the, the drink. Yogurt drink. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll try again. Right, welcome back to <laughs> Friday Night Fratricide. You're here with the Happy Brothers. I am Fraser. I'm Ewan. You started before I even finished talking. <laughs> You're just keen to get just out of the way. Get out of the way, get going. <laughs> yes, as I said, we've got a fun little, um, fun little theme for you this week. We've got crossovers. So we picked... The we picked from the not huge list of crossover horror films. Not as long as I thought it would be. Yeah, there there were far fewer, and most of them, like the vast majority, were X versus Y. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Um. It, it just yeah, I was trying to find one that was more sort of collaborative, but I couldn't. Yeah, really find many. There, there aren't, there aren't many. What was the one I, I had? Mo- Monster Squad. Monster Squad. That's yeah. Which is, but that's kind of like a parody, isn't it? It's, it's not really horror. Kind, well, kind of. It's not necessarily a crossover it. of like existing characters. It's there's like a mummy and a Frankenstein's monster and a Dracula and right. a creature from the Black Lagoon, but they're not. They're not the actual. They're IPs. not like the universal ones right, okay. or whatever. So it's not exactly a crossover okay it's a crossover in the same sense that van helsing is a crossover van helsing i didn't think of that that is a crossover you get dr jekyll mr hyde that's true is in it yeah and then dracula and well i suppose dracula and van helsing are from the the same same universe but frankenstein yeah, actually, that's, oh, that's a good, I didn't think of that. We need to cover that at some point, because that's a fucking crack. That is a good film. It is good fun. But actually, you picked one from about the same era, and mm. it's the era of when I started to buy DVDs that were above my age range. Yeah. <laughs> I think Van Helsing and Alien vs. Predator. Very 2004 pick, horror films. Yeah, they were actually two of the first DVDs that I bought that I wasn't actually allowed to own because mm. I was under 15 at the time. Mm. Um. So yeah, why did you pick this film? What of Alien versus Predator? I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. Was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time? It's not not fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'll tell you. It Paul W S Anderson. You is know, a massive knob. I'm sure he is. Right. Like, do you mean personally, or are you? Co- criticizing him for his filmmaking oh no like, is personally he, is he himself a massive i don't really know anything about his personal life he um we'll get into this now so i don't have to bring it up later even though i probably will he um basically refuses to pay his stunt performers oh and creates really horrible um conditions on set so the, the two most recent instant instances uh a stunt woman uh lost her arm and got paralyzed i think oh god and he basically he found like loopholes in the insurance so that he didn't have to pay despite it being his fault because he what was it he did he basically told the the stunt to start before she was ready right so it was like directly his fault as the director that day that is fucked yeah and there's a couple of other instances of like i think there was one stunt performer that died on his watch Mm. and he just didn't pay because he found like loopholes and offshore accounts and insurance and stuff so i do not have a lot of respect for him no and he 
very much doesn't make particularly good films. No. I mean, Event Horizon was him, wasn't it? Like, that's yeah. a good film, but that was, like, very early. I think that's, like, kind of an M. Night Shyamalan situation where it's, like, started off strong and then kind of went downhill as soon as he got a bit of an ego. Well, since the 2000s, it's been Resident Evil. It has yeah. been the majority of his career. I watched the first Resident Evil film and enjoyed it definitely not a good film but i thought it was sort of fun campy action horror and i was like this is fun i'll give the rest of them a watch the rest of them are absolute trash definitely yeah. not worth watching um they're also because resident m- evil like is... nothing to do with the games yeah like if you're a fan of the games i would be amazed if you're a fan of the films as well i've been playing playing resident evil 2 recently actually the remake for the first time it's good yeah it's very good it's oh it's good fun it's very good. It's good fun i've never really got all that into them but i'm really enjoying it yeah uh, anyway, Paul W.S. Anderson did Alien vs. Predator, and I think it's kind of a similar thing to the, his first Resident Evil film. It's like, it it's not good, but I do still kind of have a fun time watching it because it is just that, like, sort of balls-to-the-wall action horror. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I, I think I just like Colin Salmon, I think, is part oh, of it, to be great. honest. Like, he's, he's just, just good in everything. Best. I, yeah. And I he shows Colin up Salmon. in both, you know. He does actually. Of, he's in the first Resident Evil. He's just he actually there. gets. He gets a good death. He gets lasered, doesn't he? Yeah, but actually thinking about it, in Alien vs. Predator, it's not dissimilar to his fate. How does he get got in this one? Oh, is this. Remember the, the net? The like net, the cross like the net. electrified net. Is that But him? that's how he gets the lasers. Lasered, remember? Yeah. He gets like the cross. Is that him that gets cross netted? It's been a is little while since we watched this. I film. think it is. Yeah. I know someone does. I didn't remember if it was him. I thought or it was him. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway. Yeah. So that, yeah, we'll get into Alien vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> We're already starting on it. Um, my pick for this week was Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Mm. We've already covered Lake Placid. Yeah. It was mm, mid. It was not great, it's but pretty mediocre. not awful either. Um, we haven't done Anaconda. We spoke about doing Anaconda at one point, but I can't remember what theme that was for. No, I don't remember. Um, maybe it was Lakes, actually, as well. I can't remember. Could have been. But I, I've never seen Anaconda. I know it has Ice Cube and J-Lo and John Voight in it. Yeah, John Voight. Mm-hmm. Don't like John Voight. <laughs> famously been in lots of good films. Uh, <laughs> and has great political opinions. John, I'll do anything for money, Voight. <laughs> <laughs> um but i know it, it, it's about a giant anaconda that's about all you need to know yeah you know monster movie of the late 90s uh and this was the final film in both their series i believe they decided to to do a crossover very b-movie very low budget kind of fun but we'll get to that mm. would you like to start with alien versus predator yeah i think that was earlier sure and it gives me a chance to sit back and yeah. hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So Alien vs. Predator 2004. It, you know, the, the Alien and Predator films had both been going for a while. We'd had four Alien films and two Predator films. Yeah. We've had more of each since, but... Um, None have really lived up to any in the original no. series. And even, like, you know, the original series are questionable yeah. on both parts. I, I'm not huge on Predator. I have tried watching the it. The series or the film? The, the film. first film. The first film. Oh, really? Not big on it. I've watched it, tried to watch it a couple of times and sort of... It's like taking a long time to get to the Predator stuff. It's just very it, like eighties macho action movie, and yeah. I and I'm kind of just find that a little boring. Like, I, yeah, maybe I just need to be in the right mood for it. But I, I've tried to watch it a couple of times and not gotten around to actually finishing it. <laughs> Barely even got into the bit where the Predator shows up. I'll be honest. It's like a good half hour into the film. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, Alien, on the other hand, the first Alien film, I think, is one of the best horror movies ever made. I would, yeah. and one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. It's really very good um and then is followed by some varying in quality films people swear by aliens i i think aliens is almost as good as alien mm. i'm of the opinion that it it is to action sci-fi what alien is to horror sci-fi yeah that's fair enough I think but that, alien is still better in my opinion yeah part of the reason i don't like aliens as much is because it's not as horror they get rid it of all of the stuff that makes yeah. alien such a good horror film which is a lot of the reason that I like it so much. Yeah. So it 
dips in quality for me there i can still see why people like it though alien 3 is sort of the opposite where it's like i can see people really thinking it's absolute garbage i can see stuff in it that i think is a bit redeemable i don't think it's totally awful no but it's still not good it was um uh what's his name the guy who did no it was david fincher that did alien 3 wasn't it yeah and then alien resurrection was with joss whedon it was joss whedon but then it was taken over by uh the french guy who did amelie i can't remember amelie yeah are you sure i'm like 90 percent sure that's wild I'm gonna, you're sure you're I, not thinking of that you'll look best on or something it's it, not look best on i'm gonna i'm gonna double check but yeah you carry on okay while I, while I fact check this. that's insane anyway yeah so alien predator both big names in sci-fi and horror i guess predators less horror-y but still um they'd been talking about doing a crossover for a while they'd written there were some crossover comics and there was like a crossover game in the 90s there as well were, yeah before they had gotten around to actually making a film i remember there was like a ps1 alien versus predator game possibly even some that were a little older than that um jean-pierre Jeunet did directed alien resurrection uh-huh. joss whedon wrote it he then went on four years later to direct amelie that's insane because <laughs> alien resurrection is one of the worst films i've ever seen in my life and amelie is honestly a delight he also did delicatessen if you've ever seen delicatessen i actually haven't seen delicatessen. that is a weird film i should watch delicatessen though because it, i know that it is very strange it very is insane surreal um <laughs> sorry but yes i was yeah as jean-pierre Genet. okay um anyway so alien versus predator I, with all of this set up is such a fucking mediocre film at best it's like they 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 had a lot of stuff building up to it and i think they kind of crumble under the pressure a little bit with all of this stuff behind them because they they just sort of go ah let's just action horror it up and chuck some stuff at the wall and see what sticks yes and no right (laughs) because how would you do a film like that but this isn't like you know, a Marvel universe. This isn't like an Avengers film where it's the culmination of a number of films. Mm-hmm. It's just another chapter in the story. Yeah, It's not like it needs to be this big event, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I uh, Like, yeah. as far as the plot goes and the premise of bringing these two alien races together, I think it kind of makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. I think the overall idea, because the story was... I th- it wasn't the... I don't think the screenplay was done by them, but the story was by Paul W.S. Anderson and also Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Chussett, who did the original Alien. Like, they clearly knew sort of what they were doing mm-hmm. story-wise. It does work that they... I mean, the, the the premise of the story, and I'll breeze past it quite quickly because there's not really much to it. A group of scientists on Earth in the modern day in 2004 find this giant pyramid that's predates all human civilizations under the ice in antarctica and then they go to it and then there's aliens in it and also predators show up and then the aliens and the predators fight each other because it turns out that this is like a predator coming of age ritual where they they breed the aliens on purpose for the predators to hunt yeah so and then them killing the aliens is them becoming men effectively they're today like, you are a man son yeah, yeah this this is predator bar mitzvah right that's what this is and <laughs> yeah and they are like oh look at me i'm a predator now and then they put some of the acid blood on their face and they make a little symbol and then that's it and all of the humans die in the process bar one <laughs> who i guess becomes a predator yeah also gets also becomes bar mitzvah she is bat mitzvah or bat bat, 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 bat mitzvah mitzvah'd. i guess yeah. yeah um yeah so it, it makes sense i like that i do actually like the concept that like that's where the aliens and the predators would have this beef right like it doesn't make sense for them to they're not like two cultures that are at war with each exactly, other exactly yeah because the aliens like the xenomorphs aren't sentient or they're sentient they're not sapient you say they're yeah. not uh 
like an intelligent species they're just sort of they're just they're, creatures they're just they, animals they come you know? out of eggs and then they start attacking people and they don't talk or anything yeah like the the predators have their own technology their own language all of this but the aliens don't so it's like how are you going to throw them together it makes sense the aliens are just this ultimate life form that the predators like to hunt as yeah. like a a ritual i mean they're already established as you know the first predator film is the 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 predator mm-hmm. coming to earth and trying to find a worthy opponent yeah. he's hunting like well arnold schwarzenegger i guess but yeah. like he's just hunting humans to try and find and prove his worth you know mm-hmm. and this is just a kind of extension of that you know they are a race of hunters yeah and they have this sort of honor system code that they follow and part of that is yeah they're sort of coming of age ritual i guess this is something that bugged me for a long time about predator and it's going to sound really stupid but something clicked in my brain when i watched this and i suddenly got it for a long time i really hated the predator films because i was like it's so dumb they're like oh look at me i'm such a great hunter i'm gonna kill these life forms with like i've got like a giant cannon on my shoulder and i can go invisible and they can't see me and i've got all this super high-tech stuff oh i've killed arnold schwarzenegger aren't i such a great hunter and it's like you're not really proving anything because you've got greatly superior superior technology Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you a good hunter you're just a guy who's killing someone who's weaker than you yeah and then it clicked in my head that that's what human hunters are yeah that's the point it's a metaphor and i felt very stupid for not getting (laughs) that before now that it's like it's making fun of human like poachers going out and killing lions and going oh look at me i killed a lion it's like yeah you've got a gun and he's not put your gun down see what happens yeah (laughs) that's kind of my thing with predator like i didn't get it for a long time i was like you've got a fucking space gun (laughs) he doesn't he's just got a regular gun like yeah Anyway, it took watching this film in the year of our Lord 2024 for me to understand that that's the entire point of the Predator franchise. Yeah. So maybe if I watched the Predator again, I would get it. But I didn't before. Um, anyway, yeah. We could do it in uh, in wake of Carl Weathers' sad we passing. We could. Carl Weathers. Yeah, that's a shame. That is a, that is a real shame. He's he not a fantastic actor, but he was such a good man. He was like a delight in film. He was. Like, he liked... was great. He was great in everything, he but had... he wasn't winning any awards. Being like big and beefy you know he did like his action roles in uh like in predator yeah and then rocky me, of course but then he, and yeah but then he also had like uh i've never really seen any of the rocky films i don't know if he was in the didn't know that he was in the, yeah he's in the first is he in the first three one? is he oh, there yeah. you go. he's like rocky's main opponent turned best best friend okay i was gonna say is he apollo creed yeah 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 he's creed Creed? yeah he's creed okay cool right there you go i didn't know that first i think i was confusing him with mr t because mr t's mr t is but he's a different guy uh he's a different boxer oh i can't remember his name i thought mr t was apollo creed i think that's what was throwing yeah no he's 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 in rocky four i think he's the opponent in rocky four i can't remember anyway yeah but i think carl brothers is good because he i think he had the comedy chops he was like I think he, he was. He a does have pre- pretty yeah. good comic actor forced to be in like a big muscly man and getting a bunch of action roles. You know, he's just yeah. You know what? He's just he just seems like such a genuinely nice guy who just liked being in stuff and yeah. being part of things. And I I got all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how good an actor you are. If you're the worst actor in the world, but you're just a great person and just enjoy doing stuff, I'm gonna respect you. I'm gonna yeah. love you. So no, that's fair enough. Rest in Get peace, out. Mr. Carl Weathers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway back to on Alien. Slight downer. <laughs> back to Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so. I know I've totally breezed over the plot, but like, one of the things that I I like it's a trope that I enjoy watching, and it is done not terribly here. It just doesn't really go anywhere. Is they're like assembling a team of experts. We've been over I this. Like we that. know we know you like your experts. I think I talked teeth. about that actually with Lake Placid. It was Lake Placid, Placid wasn't it? Well. Yeah. Like I like the uh, you know Is it Colin Salmon's character? I'm totally forgetting now. He's the one who recruits He's everyone. He's the one that goes around and recruits everyone. Yeah. He just sort of like shows up places. Yeah. And just talks to people and is like, Hello, I work for the Whalen Corporation. Corporation, yeah. Uh, and I want actually that's one of the things I like. It's not Whalen Yutani yet. It's just Wayland. Oh, it's just Wayland, yeah. Um, because Yutani's not... What, have you not been born yet or whatever? I don't know. Um, 
yeah and he just kind of shows up and i like that i like that he's just kind of there he's and part they have, of the group yeah. he has multiple dramatic entrances like the main character lex is climbing up the mountain and then she gets up to the like the, the summit and she's like oh but i'm like a week away from any civilization i can't meet with you and he's just there with a helicopter he's, yeah, he's on top, the top of the of cliff him. and yeah. then the archaeologist in uh in mexico they like go into the the tent and colin salmon's just sitting there yeah, in like, the tent like hello i want you to go to antarctica please <laughs> um yeah so he goes out and he recruits these experts and they're sort of fun characters there's like Good, good cast as well, actually. Yeah, I noted down some of the cast. So, uh, Sana Lathan, who who plays Lex, the lead character, is probably the least well known, sadly, because she's actually great in it. She is pretty good. Um, she was in Blade. She's in Blade. Ah, and Love and Basketball. We've got Lance Henriksen, who Lance plays Wayland. Mm-hmm. Um, he, obviously, he played Bishop in the original. Yeah. Um run of alien films uh ewan bremner from train spotting mm-hmm. plays the historian um colin salmon obviously tommy flanagan yeah from any movie with an irishman in it ever mm-hmm. <laughs> you need a gruff irishman he's your man peaky blinders peaky blind yeah <laughs> or scotsman he does scots as well does he do scots i can't remember if he's scottish mm-hmm. or irish that's how interchangeable he's his characters seem to be he's scottish <laughs> he is scottish yeah. but he's also irish as well um he's from easter house yeah uh and then we've got sam troughton as well mm-hmm. grandson of doctor who yeah um mr sam troughton he's also in a few things that i can't remember I'm having a look at his Wikipedia and it doesn't look like it's anything that I've seen. Uh, I'm sure he was in something we watched, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. No mind. Go. So it, it's a pretty, you know, it's a decent cast. Yeah. You know, there's a couple other ones in there that I don't really know, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite fun. Like, you and Bremner doesn't really get an introduction. It's kind of a shame. Like, it's just like Lex, uh, Santa Lathan's character is like on the helicopter on the way to antarctica and she just sort of looks over and there's just this scottish guy like hello he's like i'm also here can you take my picture please (laughs) um i think the only thing i remembered about this entire film because i had seen it before but when i was quite a bit younger the only thing i remembered is the line about him when he's like they're flying over the point of no return and he thinks that the point of no return is like an actual geographical place that he wants to take a picture of and it's just a dumb joke and that's like the only thing i remembered from this entire film (laughs) um yeah but then they go down they go into this pyramid they kick about the pyramid it starts going all weird and shifting around every 10 minutes because like the the predator language is is uh, decimal so it goes in tens yeah which i don't think really makes any sense doesn't need to make sense but okay but i think it was similar it was like the aztec calendar was 10 months Th- yeah, right? that's the thing that they they try to explain is that it's yeah. like yeah because it's and it's like the aztecs were actually influenced by the predators yeah. who ruled over them as the civilization as like a, as gods this was kind of when we were getting into that like scientology in sci-fi movies like there was a real trend kind of throughout the 2000s really where there was a lot of i mean not explicitly scientology well, no, 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 but... but that idea of like aliens forming human civilizations there was like mm. quite a lot of films that did that around this time i mean there was this there was like the fourth indiana jones there were various other ones i know that there was a trend for it i just can't think yeah of any other examples off the top of my head um, i mean that's long been a thing i mean yeah people there have been various films that did it it felt like there was just a quite a, a few surge a time. surge of these alien influencer films yeah but yeah they're in the the thing uh lance henriksen is wayland he's like dying he's got he's, cancer he's or something some yeah. kind of illness uh and then he gets gotten they they decide that the, the predator can see that he's sick and chooses not to kill him because he's like oh it would be dishonorable yeah. to kill a sick man and then he like throws a flare at him and he's like <laughs> fuck you he's like don't turn your back on me and i mean it's like, like knifed in half and then he just he, the predator just kills him anyway yeah um 
There's some good deaths in this, actually. There's some good kills. I think it's it, this is like one of the things that the film does have going for it is that it's like, yeah, it it does have fun with the characters dying in fun ways. They they do go steer into like, oh, the predators have got these fancy weapons and the aliens are there and there's like the tombs shifting around and yeah, yeah. dying. So they kill like the military group that are watching guard up on the ice outside mm-hmm. of the tomb and they, they're like they're all invisible at the time and like they're cutting about with their spears and invisible like wolverine claws or whatever it is they've got yeah and it's pretty cool like it's it's fun it's it's just mindless fun you yeah. know um and then yeah we've got colin salmon's death as well he gets like there's like an acid net yeah thing yeah that like burns him to death mm-hmm that is, yeah, that's interesting. That is similar to him dying in because that is how yeah. he dies in Resident Evil as well. He gets cubed, cubed, yeah, <laughs> uh, colon cubed, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then we get it builds towards the end of the film. All the humans are gradually getting killed off as the aliens come up. Yeah. Then the, there's the alien queen is there, mm-hmm. and then the alien queen comes out the ground. They like destroy the pyramid, and the yeah, alien they queen don't... comes up yeah. out the ground. The last predator and Lex are they're like teamed up they team up because she saves she kills an alien she she, yeah they begin to realize that the the only way they're getting out of there is if they side with the predators because they're not going to be able to kill the the aliens Mm -hmm. the xenomorphs um yeah so she saves the main predator at one point yeah and gets honored with yeah (laughs) xenomorph head as a shield yeah and a spear made out of the tail yeah, it's pretty cool. And they like they burn Badass. they burn the symbol in her cheek. Yeah, to because she's a warrior. She's now, a warrior or yeah. whatever. Um, and and then yeah, they they kill the alien queen on the surface, and then the predator ship shows up and is like, oh, uh, here we are. We're gonna take the predators away. Well, they take the predator because he dies. Only he the gets, one there he gets and killed. He dies. He gets gotten by the aliens, and then it turns out that he's been chest bursted, impregnated, face huggered, or whatever, and yeah. then. Yeah, get the alien comes out and it's got the little it's a pre- predator pred alien ma- mandibles. Yeah, and then I don't think that goes anywhere. It does. Does that, does that come back? That's in, in the second the film. second film. Okay. There, there is a sequel to this film. I yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I have not either. But I know that it does have the pred alien in it. I I found the box set on eBay for a fiver, so okay. I bought the so like the entire alien and predator and alien versus predator oh, wow. okay. selection for a fiver. Um, on Blu-ray? No, on DVD. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, yeah. five quid. You can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do have it on DVD now. I have Alien vs. Predator watch it now. Requiem, yeah. which I might watch at some point. I'm probably not going to. Yeah. The, there are issues with this film, right? But the enjoyment factor remains pretty consistent after the film kicks off. It takes a wee while to get into after they actually get into the the underground temple mm-hmm. and we actually meet the alien and predators and stuff but from that point on it's it's pretty non-stop just fun yeah you know there's the the aliens get the sorry the predators two of them get picked off pretty quickly there's three all together three of them going for their mm-hmm. hunt or whatever two of them get killed pretty easily and pretty quickly yeah um, I think it's implied that they're like distracted by the humans. The aliens are just uh, aliens use the humans as distractions or whatever, and yeah. that gives them the advantage. And then that third predator just wastes the rest of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. It it is. I liked what I didn't really consider in my previous watches of this film is the fact that it um, has a female lead mm-hmm. in an action film, kind of mirroring Ripley Alien. Yeah. in the original Alien. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, it passes the Bechdel test, yeah. which I was astonished <laughs> I wasn't specifically looking out for that, but... I always, I I always got one eye out about it. Uh, Lex and Russo... Mm-hmm. the is only the other i was gonna character. say is that the one with the short blonde hair but yeah I figure that's probably the only the the they're talking about guns and condoms at one point she mm-hmm. makes a joke about 
she'd rather have it but not use it rather than need it and not have it mm-hmm. like and they ha- and the two of them have this conversation and not a single man is mentioned hmm what i would question whether or not that does technically pass the bechdel test why because they're talking about condoms the there is the vague implication that they are in passing talking about having sex with men uh, they're not talking about any men specifically and they're not named or anything but like Listen, for a 2004 it's, action film that is pretty close directed to by Paul W.S. Anderson. That being said, she, you know, men aren't the only ones that need to use condoms. That's true. That, that is true. And You don't know where that strap's been. Oh, and also, <laughs> I'm going to gloss over that. Uh, <laughs> um, doesn't the Bechdel test strictly say the a man has to be mentioned in conversation oh possibly i, I thought that's what the test was about men. It, it's two named female characters talking about anything other than a man yeah i think is the, the definition because arguably you I could, could be getting that wrong yeah you can talk about sex as long as it's not explicitly about a man no that's fair enough that's fair enough I was excited to see it, so yeah, don't no, take no, this away I'm from not, me. I'm not meaning to take it away from you. I'm being I'm being a bit pedantic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is interesting. I didn't specifically spot that. Yeah. Also, was this film meant to be in 3D, or did it come out in 3D originally? Not that I know of. I don't know if you know it. There seemed to be a lot of like throwing stuff at the camera moments. Yeah, it's like a few bits. Yeah, there's a bit but, right at the beginning when it's like the a hundred years before when it's all the like Antarctic yeah explorer people but, uh, and they've got the little town and the the, the predators hunting them down and the alien jumps out suddenly at the screen but it's it not cuts. like too egregious it's not it's not too bad but it is there hmm. yeah i guess not that i know of i mean i didn't i didn't think it was specifically i mean you see films that are explicitly made in 3d like friday the 13th part three for example is very bad for it yeah it's constant stuff getting stuck (laughs) in the camera um yeah it no i agree it's a lot of fun it's like i think it's got a decent concept behind it and i think it is pretty just sort of mindless fun and i think some of the characters are good enough in their own right that they're entertaining but there's like there's very little like substance to the film i think yeah like it there's not much in it that I think is exceptional. It's it's like quite a few things that are sort of fine, and then there are quite a few things that I think are quite bad. So it it's like below average, but only just. What do you think's for bad for about me? the film? I noticed that the editing was really bad. I got frustrated with the editing. It's very janky. It's, it's very like quick. Very quick edits. Very yeah. like lots of quick cuts, which was sort of the norm for action films at that time. Mm-hmm you know it, it's taken until quite recently that people have gotten back into the trend of like for an action sequence it's much better to have the camera just it's better to just have like one solid shot yeah of an action sequence so you can actually see the cool things happening yeah and not just constant good, good quick choreography rather than yeah good cinematography yeah um so that was one thing that frustrated me a lot there's a lot that's just like not interesting like i don't know the music is like barely there it's just not notable um there's not much going on particularly with like the way that the plot unfolds or in the writing the dialogue anything like that like i think the core concept behind it's interesting but then it sort of just it's a lot of expositiony stuff i was going to say it's yeah it's all really explained through exposition they kind of build up this mystery and then they just find a, a like a tablet that explains everything to them uh, yeah and you're like oh okay. and then they go okay well that's that's that that cool that's an interesting thing i'm glad they're doing that but now we've got 20 minutes of film left <laughs> um and i guess we're just gonna watch people run around and get gotten by predators or aliens bit, or aliens and or aliens for for the rest of the the runtime yeah um i gave it a two i gave it two stars out of five okay 
What did you give it? Did you give it much higher than that? I gave it three and a half. You gave it three and a half? That's wild. Okay. I had a lot of fun with this film. That's fine. I think there is a fair chunk of like nostalgia that this is, I think, one of, if not the first 15-rated film I ever bought on DVD mm. when I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> so it has like this little space in my heart. Um but also rewatching it, I was expecting it to be really bad. I think I was like watching it thinking, this is going to suck. I'm going to like, my childhood is going to be ruined and it's never going to be as good as I remember it. Yeah. But then I was like, this is fun. Like, this is actually just enjoyable. There's nothing, there's nothing really that I hated about it. I did, the editing is a bit, yeah, janky. Yeah. The The direction's not amazing. It's quite a dark film. It's not very well lit yeah, for a lot of the film. An- another sort of frustration. But as far as like the characters go, the lead is decent enough. Mm-hmm. The rest of the characters have a little bit of personality. You kind of care about Ewan Bremner's character a bit. He talks about how he's got like he's, he's got, got kids, kids back and, home. And... So seeing him get killed is is a bit sad. But the rest of them just they have a little bit of personality, and that's kind of enough. I think the closest thing to any kind of like character development in the film is uh, Ewan Bremner and the the other guy. Oh, the because uh, uh, he's like the scientist, or the, he's like an engineer, Sebastian, or whatever. Yeah, played by Raul Bova. And then the other guys, uh, no, not the not the archaeologist guy. The the he's like a soldier, like a mercenary oh, t- or whatever. And the two it's of them, Tommy Flanagan's character, Tommy Flanagan's yeah. character, the two of them get like stuck together. And like when they first meet, they're really sort of dismissive of each other. Tommy mm-hmm. Flanagan's all like, "Oh, who let this fucking nerd on my expedition?" Um, and they they kind of like butt heads. And then as it goes on, they're like sort of trying to rescue each other and trying he to help try each and other. Say, yeah. And then they both wind up dying. But there is that kind of development of the two of them becoming friends and starting to work together mm-hmm. it it's not it's not huge <laughs> exceptional it's a pretty minor thing but it's about as close to any character development as we get yeah other than the the main character getting bat mitzvahed i guess yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot you know there's a lot of cool visuals and stuff we've got like the big space lasers and a lot of the mm. the weapons and kills and stuff are pretty cool i, like, do, I do remember thinking that the special effects were surprisingly good for 2004 some of the alien cgi isn't Mm. great the practical stuff's decent the practical stuff's good um the alien queen sorry speaking of the practical effects of the aliens the alien queen was at the time the most uh like detailed most intricate like animatronic puppet ever used in a film that's cool it had twice as many moving parts as the t-rex from jurassic park that is actually really cool i read that on imdb earlier (laughs) i didn't realize it was practical actually i couldn't really tell i think there are some bits when it isn't but like yeah there are bits later where it's like jumping about i imagine or cgi in the in the the practical shots yeah it was like a very very it had like 12 operators or something like working simultaneously i like when we get practical effects for alien it's cool stuff stuff. creature design's great fun um and just reducing it to kind of cgi especially in the early 2000s when yeah when the cgi wasn't good yeah it, it was I mean, a shame even now it's it's not perfected yet yeah but yeah i i had a good fun with it you mm-hmm. know what I, and and that that the three and a half that was that was my enjoyment that was good. my enjoyment yeah. factor yeah i'm not saying it compares like critically to other three and a half films that i've given mm-hmm. but in terms of like my enjoyment of it it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty all right yeah you know it's pretty all right excuse me you good you yes, good there i am i am good you burping away your I am alien my, versus predator. Yeah, getting rid of it. <laughs> getting rid of it and moving on to Lake Placid versus Anaconda. This was a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It really was. I, I didn't know what to expect, right? I took a little look at the um, the Wikipedia before actually watching it and i realized that it was like a direct sequel mm-hmm. what i'm sorry i'm i'm genuinely just cracking up thinking about this film again because it's so bad <laughs> continue please i don't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah so i i didn't realize that it was a direct sequel to the previous ones thankfully it doesn't 
really require it. You yeah. don't really require knowledge on the previous films. Yeah. Even you, though there are recurring don't... characters, they are kind of all reintroduced. I wasn't even sure who the recurring characters were, to be honest. So I think Reba, the sheriff. Yeah, I knew that she was, and I knew that Robert England was in the Robert England. He was in the, the previous, previous Lake well. Placid. Yeah. And I guessed that the the villain who's like the, the woman that's like in charge of the company, I think she was from maybe the previous Anaconda film. Is she? Okay. Possibly. As yeah. I would guess. I, I don't, don't know. know um yeah yeah um the basic plot of the film i just it came out in 2015 so it's actually been a while since it came out it sure did this is my my final note on this film is that it is the most 2015 movie to ever be made you know yeah i mean yeah when did uh sharknado come out it must have been about the same time right it's got that vibe. A little earlier. Oh, this has massive Sharknado vibes. I think it's like 20, I want to say maybe 2013. That's Yeah, that sounds about right. It, it's in the midst of that era of B-movie films. Mm-hmm. Big creatures, silly movies, scantily clad ladies. You know, it's it's that kind of just crappy B-movie. Um, and we got Robert England, which is, I guess, a bit of a draw, even though he doesn't really do much he plays an amputee who constantly gets the piss taken out of him Mm -hmm. and then he gets thrown off a boat and that's it yeah that is his contribution to he's just kind of there (laughs) for this film yeah he does he does kick off the chain of events um so the opening of the film we've got uh robert england's character i can't remember his name they called him Long John Silver at the start, and I wasn't sure if that was a joke or if it was like his actual name in that, universe. That's I did exactly the same thing yeah. because they haven't given you his actual real name I yet, know. and then a character <laughs> calls him Long John Silver, and I was fully like, "Is Robert England's character called Long John Silver?" Yeah. Honestly, I would. I would like to know more I, if I, he did. Throughout the film, I don't think I ever found out what his actual name was, so yeah. I was just like, "Okay, I guess his name's Long John Silver." Yeah, they do say his name because there's a the bit when they go to the bar looking for him and Bickerman, Jim Bickerman. Bickerman. That's not. I'd prefer if he was called Long John. So just completely unironically, that was just his name. They didn't explain it. That was just his name. Mm. It feels a little bit ableist the fact that they're calling him pirate nicknames. Did did Long John Silver have a hook hand? I don't know, but I guess that's the joke, is it not? Probably. Like pirates have hook hands. Therefore, Long John Silver. I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, he kicks off the chain of events by letting these mercenaries slash scientists into uh, the enclosure where, I guess, the Lake Placid crocodiles were confined after the previous films Mm -hmm. um, in order for them to capture them and take them away. They've already captured some anacondas. Again, I don't know if that's from the previous film or not. I, I don't know. But it's fine. It, re- it reintroduces them as just like these mercenary bad guys, and they've been capturing these big creatures, and they're going to breed them and make super animals, and then use the super animals for some sciency stuff to make people live forever. Mm. I don't remember exactly what it was they were doing. They were some sciency stuff. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, it was like in, in Deep Blue Sea when they were like, sharks can cure cancer. Yeah. And everyone that's was like, what, yeah. how? And they kind of went, don't worry about it. <laughs> same deal here. Absolutely same deal here. We're just, go with it. Yeah, they call it the, the blood orchid serum. Yeah. I'm guessing that's established in an earlier film because one of the anaconda it, films is called like the hunt for the blood orchid. Yeah, it must be. I think that's the type of anaconda. I don't know if it's a real snake or if it's just made up for this series. I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Anyway, obviously things go wrong. The crocodiles escape, the anacondas escape, and uh, the doctor, who I'm pretty sure was ADR'd. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's due to his race or not. Possibly. I really hope it's not, because that's not cool. (laughs) I did make the note, there's no way that's that guy's real voice. Yeah. Because he was I'm glad I didn't, it wasn't just me that noticed no, that i don't know possibly it, it might have been that they like 
they had an actor who had a very strong accent yeah or didn't speak and then they decided very good english yeah and then they they dubbed him over because they couldn't get any other actors i don't know um just a little bit insulting because ultimately he dies after like two minutes so who cares yeah <laughs> anyway that yeah minor minor problems with a film with a lot of them <laughs> so that kicks off the event and obviously uh lake placid it's what is it lake clear clear lake clear lake i think and then black lake black, yeah are the two nearby towns areas lakes like, i don't know it doesn't they're two of the lakes i think they because they, they do say that the town is still called lake placid okay so it is the same place geographically yeah. as the previous lake placid films and now Reba's the sheriff there, but yeah. she wasn't previously. She was in the previous films, but she wasn't the sheriff before. Yeah. I think she gets made the sheriff at the end of the last film or right. whatever. Yeah, she seems kind of begrudgingly but she's um, forced into the position. You know, there. Yeah. So things are fine, I guess, since the previous attacks on the town and they're just kind of going about their business. People, what is it? Uh, this ra- there's this random subplot which like you think is going to be more important and it's just not of this woman claiming that her daughter's gone missing mm-hmm. right at the start of the film yeah and sheriff reba goes to look for her and then we just get a scene where she gets eaten by a cro- one of the crocodiles who's escaped yeah and is just never brought up again yep for the rest of the film yeah <laughs> i was like oh okay okay she's she's just a woman who like just ran away from home yeah then dies i was thinking about it yes i didn't even make a note on it i was just thinking about it randomly yesterday after watching it and was like they didn't they they didn't bring that up again for the rest of the film why did they not that didn't go anywhere yeah it's almost like this film was badly (laughs) yeah um so yeah, you said that the, the there's the mercenary lady, the scientist lady, the yeah. evil, the villain of the group who hired the mercenaries at the start of the film. She gets introduced or reintroduced. We don't know. Who cares? Um, and she's wanting to go to Lake Placid to hunt the crocodiles, hunt the anacondas, and get her father's recipe for the blood orchid. Yeah, she but, says it's like, oh, it was my dad's life work. Her, for the, his legacy. The, the blood orchid yeah. serum, whatever that does. The cure for cancer. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. And I pure. I just made an assumption that I just went with for the rest of the film. This is entirely baseless. I'm assuming her dad is John Voight. I don't know. <laughs> that That's probably not the case. John Voight probably dies in the first film and then it, yeah. is, doesn't have kids and whatever. But I, I assume that her dad is John Voight. Could be. I'll go with it. Headcanon it. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even a headcanon. This is something that's probably explicitly not true. Yeah. And we just can't be bothered watching any of the films to find out. We'll, we'll watch Anaconda at some point, don't worry. Um. So... She heads back to the town with the mercenary boy and they're going to go and capture and they're just ruthless and evil and they kidnap uh, Robert England and use him to try and find the the crocodiles and such. Mm -hmm. That's their plot. We've also got, we're introduced to a bunch of sorority girls who are coming to town, I guess, for like the sorority challenges or whatever the entrance they're doing what's it called uh, hazing hazing. yeah Yeah. the entrance rituals or whatever and they're doing it down by the lake that they know there were crocodile attacks at because it's fun and no one's going to get eaten and then oh look people get eaten yeah shocker and they're all killed off gradually in really stupid ways and the worst part of it none of them even get naked on camera one of them one of them does but not one on of them camera on, one of them which is on the boat yeah but we don't see the boobies you do see the boobies no you don't yeah, you do. No, you don't. It's off camera. Which version of the film did you watch? The version of the film that I watched, you see boobies. Apparently, not the X-rated version. You watched a bad version of the film. Now, the boobies in it. I'm even more mad. I'm docking at points. Actually, yeah, quick question then. That girl you were talking about that gets killed off early on, the one that supposedly went missing. Yeah. How does she die? She starts uh, riding her boyfriend and then the crocodile comes out from under the bed and eats her. Oh, okay. But you don't see anything there. Because it's a pretty graphic sex scene in the 
the version that no, I watched. There's no boobies. There's there's a lot of boobies <laughs> in the one the version I'm, that I watched. I'm so mad. You've I'm I'm, actu I'm actually mad. I watched this whole film. I watched the family friendly version of this film. The one good thing about this film is that it has some boobies in it, and not even that many. Just sort of some. You're. I'm mad. You're mad. You're mad. I'm. I'm actively angry. You're mad as hell. It's a B movie. Uh, There's supposed to be boobies in it. The B stands for boobies. <laughs> the, how did I, I? Why are there different versions of this film? I don't Who's know. invested in the plot of this film I don't without know. nudity in it? It probably got recut for some streaming service. It's probably not that they they made it multiple cuts. It's probably just that like Amazon Prime went. Oh, do you think I could sue Amazon for this? You could do. Is that where you watched it on Amazon Prime? I think so. I can't remember. Maybe it was YouTube. I don't know. But film, you're... I, I, uh, yeah, possibly. I, I don't want to talk about it. I actually don't it. care. I, I'm I'm done. That's me done for today. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I missed out on boobies. Yeah. No, I should probably carry on. Okay. So, apparently, there was more interesting plot to the film that I mm. completely missed. So... Hard there luck, go. Fraser, I suppose. Yep. Um, Sucks to suck. The, yeah, the sorority girls are kind of gradually getting picked off. Uh, one of the, the sort of main... Well, the main one that we follow, not the leader, but the main sorority girl that we follow, her dad is a researcher who comes into town to help the sheriff. He, or is it wi wildlife like, and game? Would you fish and game? Fish is and that game. what they're called? Yeah. Like uh, Bill Paxton from the first, yeah, from like the first Lake Placid. Um so he's coming in to help out and, and help hunt down the... No, Bill Pullman. Who is it? it it's wasn't Bill Pullman, Bill... you idiot! It wasn't Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Is it Bill Pullman? I think so. N yeah. N I don't remember which one's which. Yeah. It w Bill Paxton's the one that was in Aliens. Yeah, it was Bill Paxton, wasn't it? Nah. Yeah, because Bill Pullman's the one from Independence Day. Yeah, it was him. Was it? I think so. I don't remember. I'm, I'm going to let you look it up. Hold on, let me... So there's, there's kind of these three different plots and they're all doing their own thing. The sheriff and... Uh, what's his name again? I can't remember. Michael? No. <laughs> Michael? Will. Tully. 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 That's his name. Yeah. Reba and Tully, they're just kind of doing their investigation. They find, you know the skin of the anaconda and for for the first half of the film it's all crocodile kills yeah and then the anaconda like appears out of nowhere and just crushes a crocodile squeezes it to death and it fucking explodes for like so much of this film it's just crocodiles they set it up as like oh it's yeah. gonna be crocodiles and anacondas and then i got to the the end of the film and i was like this is like 85 percent crocodiles yep there's very little snake action in this yep. it, yeah it it kind of comes out of nowhere because you kind of just get used to the idea of it being just crocodiles mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden this anaconda appears and just rips a crocodile apart yeah and honestly i was kind of there for it the cgi is not good the cgi is terrible but the kills are kind of fun there's a bit where one of the sorority girls gets crushed while in a car mm. by one of the snakes and it's actually really like upsetting because she's just screaming at the top of her lungs as she gradually gets crushed by this giant snake i found it I thought it was pretty brutal. I don't really remember any of the kills. I as, gotta be honest. As far as like B movie kills go, that was like that was kind of upsetting. Mm. Um, most of them are just, they just get like chomped by the croc or by a snake. Yeah. Um, it's not until the end where all the three plots kind of converge. Um, the t two, just two remaining sorority girls. Two or three? I think there's three. There's three. The, there's 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 the guy. What's her daughter. name? Plain Plain Jane. Yeah, she gets the nickname Plain Jane, but she survives to the end. So yeah, good for her. And then we've got like the rebel, gothy girl. Yeah, and the 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 Tully's daughter. 
I I looked her up, the one that plays the the rebel goth girl. Of course she did. Because I was like, of course she did, Ewan. I was like, I wonder if she's been in anything else. Porn. You were looking for her in porn. I was not looking for her in porn. I wasn't explicitly looking for her in porn. (laughs) I wouldn't have been surprised. No, I shouldn't say that. This is a real person we're talking about. She, uh, like, the only other thing of note that she has done besides this film is there was a video she did that went viral where she was rapping about Trump. And I didn't watch it, but I could not tell from the description whether it was anti-Trump or pro-Trump. So she might have produced some kind of Trump propaganda rap. Um, cool. I'll give that a watch later, and <laughs> you can report back. See what it's all about. Check out our Twitter later for opinions on <laughs> the Trump rap <laughs> by Goth Girl from by- Placid versus Anaconda. <laughs> Oh, yeah. By the way, was it Pul- Pullman or Paxton? It was, it was Pullman. It was Pullman. It was Pullman, you idiot. <laughs> it's Bill Pullman, you idiot. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, they all, all. so all the plots converge. They all meet up. We've got the ruthless re- researcher daughter lady villain. John Voight's daughter. John Voight's daughter. <laughs> um <laughs> who's insistent that they don't kill the snake so she can extract the venom. We've got the mercenary boy who promptly gets eaten by the snake and then explodes it from the inside out with a grenade, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Reba, the sheriff, and Tully, the wildlife boy, who do nothing, a whole lot of nothing throughout the whole film. They're just wandering about until the end where they have this confrontation and that's it. And then they arrest the villain, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, the sorority girls just they get reunited and survive, and yeah. it's all happy and and great. And and that's it. The anacondas gradually wipe out all the uh, all crocodiles, the and then it gets exploded from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun film. And then there's the, the, it ends with some eggs hatching and oh of course oh the I forgot are they more the, crocodiles the crocacondas crocacondas right dumbass name so fun to say though crocaconda crocaconda it it is crocaconda it, 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 it is fun to say um yeah yeah you know what this movie sucks ass it's so <laughs> <laughs> it's straight so, to the point it's so bad. It's genuinely like you go into it fully just being like this it looks like absolute like sci-fi channel garbage and that is what it is. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> it has one redeeming quality that I will stand by. There is a scene is in it this the film. Boobies? It's not the boobies. Okay. I, I, I didn't specifically give it points for the boobies. Okay. They did keep me entertained moderately throughout the film. Like a baby with someone the jangling, jangling keys. keys. <laughs> no, no, look um, back this way, Ewan. Yeah, look back. Um, there is, yeah, there was one bit in this film that, like, actually properly got me. Like, I think there's, in places, they're clearly trying to be, like, a bit of a comedy. Mm-hmm. But so much of it is just like not funny. It was just like, or like it wasn't funny in the way it was trying to be funny. Like it, it, it really fails as a comedy film. But there is one bit that absolutely cracked me up. It's so funny. They go to this tiny, tiny. It's like the mercenaries. They show up. There's like the two mercenary people. They're searching for Robert England. They're going into this bar trying to find him, and they've got these two guys with them. They're in this like full like merc gear like imagine what a mercenary looks like that's what they look like it's like all black combat jackets they're like pockets all over the place they're They're proper goons like hired goons they're wearing like i think one of them's wearing a balaclava one of them's wearing like sunglasses and a baseball cap they like they just look like hired guns and they're in this tiny little town in new england and as they're walking into the bar they're like you two stay here blend in with the locals <laughs> and they stand and they like lean against the wall and this guy walks past and gives him a funny look and one of the mercenary goes what's up <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just fucking got me and i was like i don't know how funny they're trying to be with that like mm-hmm. this was presumably written as just like a throwaway line it is the funniest part <laughs> of this film hands down by far i was like pissing myself laughing 
It's so funny. So I actually had quite a few funny moments in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I wrote down when Tully first phones Reba mm-hmm. to tell to tell her about like the crocodiles and something's going on. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Will. My friends call me Tully. And then Reba responds with, well, I don't have any friends, so you can call me Reba. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just, it was just a really like dry comment. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or not. Um, but the other bit is actually just before the bit that you mentioned, mm-hmm. when they pull up in the car and the villain gets out of the car to shout at the bodyguards to oh, come back and open the door, the door. for her. Yeah. She gets out with the car and then gets back in so that they can open the door for. Her. I thought that was really funny, like legitimately <laughs> funny. So stupid. Um, and there was some of the stuff with like there was the the leader of the sorority who was just like insufferable, mm-hmm. but some of her lines were just like so ridiculous. They're so generic, like rich bitch, yeah, girl type comments. Like she's the most generic character. Yeah. Um, I'd noted her down as D-list Barbie. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But I, yeah, right. Tell me your score, then I'll tell you mine. I gave it one. I gave it a one. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it earned half a point for the bit with the the fucking paramilitary <laughs> <What's up>? guy <laughs> going, "What's up?" To passing by locals because I I genuinely thought that was very funny. Um, it, yeah, there's there's basically nothing else in this film that makes it even remotely worth watching. It it's like poor, it looks cheap, just across the board in terms of like the 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 effects and the cinematography. It, it is poorly written. It, the plot is absolute garbage. The dialogue is terrible. The acting's terrible. It it's just it's so bad. <laughs> what did you give it? I give it two and a half. <laughs> You fucking hell. Okay. I don't know if I was just on a high from really enjoying Alien vs. Predator or not. <laughs> but yeah. I had a real good time with this film. That's wild. Like, I can't give it any more than that because it is not a well-made film. Yeah. Like, objectively, it is not good. But I really enjoyed it. I had a good time <laughs> watching it. Like, the CGI is crap. Yeah. The dialogue is bad, but it has this, like... It's this really weird, like B movie charm to it. Not the not the so bad it's good type dialogue, mm-hmm. but just this like it has this these little gems scattered throughout that like made it worth it. Yeah. Um, like there was one good writer in the writer. Uh, yeah, and he was who just, occasionally got a word in edgewise. Piped up, yeah. Ate up like he was just eating soup in the corner of the room <laughs> and just like. I don't know why he was eating soup. Maybe it was a sandwich. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Crocodile soup. Crocodile soup. Um, the acting of like the main characters was like passable. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the supporting actors were not great. Yeah. Um, the CGI. Yeah, I already said the CGI was terrible. But like some of the kills I I thought were all right. Like the, the, the anaconda crushing the car and annihilating the crocodile. Mm-hmm. And then getting blown up from the inside out. Yeah. It, I mean, as far as a B movie about these things go, at least it was semi interesting kills, you know? Yeah, I guess. I just, I just enjoyed it. Mm. I just had a good time watching it. So, yes, it's crap. So, it's, I don't want to give it too high a score, but it's fun. Yeah. I, don't know. I, had, a, I had a good time. Okay. Good. You're questioning my. <laughs> I am. I'm questioning taste in movies, aren't you? Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't rush to recommend it to anyone unless you're maybe like stoned out your mind and mm-hmm. looking for some mindless garbage to watch. But you know, this probably is a good movie to watch when you're stoned. Yeah, I got to be honest. Yeah, I, I really stand by this. Is just feels like the most 2015 movie ever. Like all of the dialogue is. There was there's one bit in it that I. It's right at the end when, uh, what's the guy's name? Tully. Tully reunites with his daughter. Yeah. And she says, like, thank you for saving my life. And he says, no, thank you for being so awesome. 
and I was like, that's the most 2015 line that's ever been written. You remember when you were in, when it was 2015 and you referred to everything as awesome all the time? You they that? even made a song about it in the Lego movie. They did. Remember that? When was that? It was 2014? Like 2014, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Uh, except, except this film. Except when it's not. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, there's, there's the cream of the crop of crossover films. This is uh, be the best you're gonna fucking get, brother. Like, <laughs> listen, we could have picked Freddy versus Jason and actually had a bit of fun, but I think Freddy versus Jason is probably better than either of those two films. That, well, why didn't you pick it then? Because I've seen you Freddy versus Jason multiple times, yeah. and I, it's been so long since I've seen Alien versus Predator. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I had, I had a good time with both films. Honestly, like they're not great, but they were fun, and that's what we want. As long as we get something out of these films, then I'm happy. And thankfully, next week, mm-hmm. we got a great theme. We do have a good theme for next we week. We got good fun for next week because that it just that just lends itself to some uh, so bad it's good movies, I hope, maybe, depending mm-hmm. on what you've picked. Yeah. Our theme next week, thanks to the random wheel generator, is rappers. Yep, that's right. Yep. We're picking some horror films with rappers in them. Yeah, we've already had a couple. We had Deep Blue Sea. We had yeah Halloween, Halloween Re- Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah, um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Yeah, Ladies Love Cool James has been in a few. He had he was so he was in Halloween H20? He was in H twenty. Yeah, and and Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, um, yeah, Resurrection was Buster Rhymes. What a lad. What a lad indeed. So what have you got for us then? Who have you picked? I'm going with... Give us, give us the name of the rapper and the name of the film. Okay, I'm going with Snoop Dogg's <laughs> Bones. <laughs> okay. Yep. Bones okay. with Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer. I do love Pam Greer. And the absolutely incredible, whenever she shows up in anything, Catherine Isabel. Oh, I do like Catherine Isabel. Mm-hmm. I do like Catherine Isabel. It's, uh, yeah, interesting. But he plays like a vampire or something, doesn't he? He's a uh, yeah. He's like a ghost or whatever, <laughs> or, he's, he's, or whatever. That okay? Yeah, cool. He's like yeah. There's a he, he, yeah. He's a vengeful. He's a ghoul. Boogie. Bit of a boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of boogan. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, we got uh, Snoop Dogg's boogan next. Week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, cool. I have gone with. I, I've kind of stretched the definition a little bit because she's not a particularly well-known rapper. Like mm. I didn't know that she was a rapper. Um, I didn't until know, I yeah. googled for the film. Um, but I'm going with Radiga mm-hmm. in Thirteen Ghosts mm. because I've been meaning to watch Thirteen Ghosts for a while and judge it for myself. Yeah, I've seen everyone else judge it, but I have not judged it. Very so. excited. Yeah, keen to see what it's all about. Yeah. I've heard so many bad things. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared to watch it. I've heard mixed things. Okay. I've not heard that many bad reviews of it. Okay. i got to be honest. Well, we'll see. We'll see next week where we get rapping. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's We're wrapping up the episode for rap rappers and no, i should see you guys i should use that line next week shouldn't i probably yeah and now we're gonna wrap it up here's our you know what just just fuck off we're, <laughs> we're Turn done the episode off we're, already we're done for today we'll see you next week bye folks